You're listening to Coldo D Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Our services are every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit our website at coldod.org. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you so much. Holy is your name, Lord. Glory be to you, the Lamb of God. What a beautiful song. What a beautiful time of worship. Let's continue to worship. It says, God has exalted his word above his name. And I think it's Psalm 138, verse 2. And Father, we thank you for our Yeladim, our children. We bless, ask your name, blessing on our sons and our daughters today, God, as parents on this Shabbat. Many, of course, prayed that blessing last night in our last evening in our in Kabbalat Shabbat, welcoming the Shabbat in our homes. And we thank you, Lord, for our sons and our daughters. We ask your blessing and your keeping of our each one, Lord, of our children. Shem Yeshua. So, Gal Enaiva Avitani, Flaot Metorotecha, open our eyes now to behold wonderful things in your word, we pray. Amen. Amen. The uh, comforting, comforting Shabbat after Tisha B'Av, I guess we are in. So, um, let's go to Deuteronomy, Devarim chapter 4, if you would. <clears throat> and um, I like this statement by Albert Einstein, against every great and noble endeavor are a thousand mediocre minds. <laughs> I like that statement, don't you? Against every great and noble endeavor are a thousand mediocre minds. Boy, I like that. So take that one. Take That's a good statement. Listen, God's put something in your heart and your mind to do, and he's put it in, in your kishkas, you know, in your, he's put it in your spirit to do it. Uh, don't let anyone stop you. Don't, don't take no for an answer. Don't let someone pour cold water on it. Just continue to just persevere, pray, commit it to the Lord, and in God's way and God's timing and God's move forward. And, um, and uh, don't worry about what the naysayers say, right? Um, because if God be for us, who could be against us, right? Romans 8.31. Let's get into the word. Deuteronomy 4. Let's read verses 5 through 8, although we're going to really be focusing on, on chapter 6. But see, just as the Lord my God commanded me, I have taught you statutes and ordinances to do in the land that you are about to enter to possess. You must keep and do them, for it is your wisdom and understanding in the eyes of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has a, has a God or gods, could be translated either way, Elohim, let's say Elohim. Elohim is God. It also is God's plural, you know, because God is a plurality. He's a uniplural God. But it could be translated either way, depending on context. So near to them as the Lord our God is whenever we call on him. What great nation is there, this is what they're saying, that has statutes and ordinances that are righteous like all of this Torah that I am setting before you today. So this is our wisdom and our understanding. The word of God and the people are marveling it. You know, it's interesting. Uh, the Torah, 22% of all Nobel Prize winners are Jews. Israel is 
really after the United States and China and a couple of other nations in terms of innovation and technology we know today. Proverbs chapter 2, uh, you know, there's many verses we could point to, but where Solomon says, My son, if you accept my words and treasure my commandments within you, you'll know the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. For wisdom will enter your heart. Discretion will watch over you. Discernment will guard you. All due to the Torah, the the word of God, the scriptures, with just and righteous system of laws. The Bible is unlike any other book of literature or science or history or poetry philosophy, psychology, or medicine, or mathematics, or predictions, or comedy, although it really has elements of all of these in it, but it's unlike any other book, as we know. The Word of God, eternal. Um, And in chapter 4, Moses speaks about the predictions. We see the predictions of the Jewish people turning from God to idolatry and being carried off, will be carried off from the land and scattered, Moses warns, among the peoples and left few in number among the nations where the Lord will drive us. Then he says, then if we seek the Lord our God and find him and return to him, he'll remember his covenant. This is what we read in Deuteronomy chapter 4. Now God holds Israel to a higher standard because, as Yeshua even said, to whom much is given, much is required. We've been given the Torah, Romans 3, chapter 3, verse 2. To us are committed the oracles of God. And we have been chosen, he says, only you have I known from among all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities, Amos 3, 2. But the word punish there, I actually looked, was in one of the Devash Lafis this week that I I did. Uh, It really means to invest with purpose and responsibility. So greater excelling and promotion and also, but also greater persecution and demotion when we abandon God and his word and his Torah and his principles. And so that's what we have. And so uh, as the people of Israel were chosen to be ambassadors of the living God and of his truth to the world. As Messianic Jews, we're to be leading the way in the body of the Messiah as Messiah's ambassadors, 2 Corinthians 5.20, to bring him to the nations. We're to be a catalyst, excelling in the Great Commission. And it starts here, now, one-on-one. And that's true for all of us in the body of Messiah, uh, Jew and Gentile, as the body of Messiah. We're that catalyst. And so this is what he says. Now we look at chapter 6, because I want to go into the Shema and the Ahavta and this portion, which is amazing. We say it every week. What does it mean? Hear, O Israel. Verse 4, hear, O Israel. Let's say it. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is what? Is one, right? There's a young child who is hearing the Shema said in, in synagogue, a very young child, and he said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. He turned to his parents. He said he has to be older than that. <laughs> Didn't understand. It's his first time here. So, <clears throat> but when it says he's one, what does it mean? Echad, it's, it's really saying 
God is the only one. He's the only one. There's none other than him, right? None other than him. Now, it's come to mean in Judaism that God is one as opposed to many, but that's not the real, real meaning. Is really more he's the only one. There's no other God but him. And <clears throat> Zechariah chapter 14, 9, which we, again we do in the Elenu each week, each Shabbat, in that day the Lord will be, Echad, will be one. Now the Shema is the best known of all Jewish prayers, and it rose to prominence in the late Second Temple period in, the, in synagogue liturgy and personal prayer uh, to be being done twice, being, being done twice daily. But actually, if you think about it, it's not a prayer at all, but a proclamation, right? Where it's not, listen, God, but it's actually, listen, Jews, is what it's saying. Hear, O Israel, listen, Jews. It's a proclamation. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Let's say it. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. And... And it's kind of been called a password between Jews worldwide. You know, Jews know it everywhere. And I want to focus on this, that we are God's witness people. As Israel, as the Jewish people, and then as the body, as Messianic believers, we are God's witness people as the body of Messiah. Uh, Because this idea here, really, this whole passage is amazing exclusivity of devotion and commitment, that we are a people of radical passions and practice. We are not a mediocre people. We are not just an ordinary blah, blah, blah people. We are a radical people. We are an extraordinary people, all of us, as followers of Yeshua, as, as those who belong to the living God, the God of Israel, the one and only God. You are radical. You are extraordinary. You are not just one of, you know, like everybody else. Now, the last letters of the Shema and the, and the Echad, the letter Shema, the, the word Shema, uh, the first, and hopefully, if you, yeah, there we go. You can see it up there. So, see, the last letter of the first word, Shema, hear or listen, really hear and heed, and Echad, the last word, Echad, one, the last letter of each formed the word witness, Ed. Let's say Ed, the famous Mr. Ed. I can't believe I still remember that song. I, I don't know how I was really little, but I still remember. Da, 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 da. Horse is a horse, of course, of course. No All right, but it's, that's the word pronounced Ed. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's how, it's, how you say the word witness, Ed, Ed or Ed. We are his witness people to testify of who God is. Think about it. Now, the word witness in Greek, what's the word witness in Greek? Do you know what the word is? Martures. Marturas. Martyr. Martyr. What's a martyr? You give your life, right? Gives his life or her life for what they believe. And so, as Messianic Jews and Gentiles, we share the word of God, we share the word of our testimony about the Lamb, like Revelation 12:11 says, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. 
And uh, Yeshua said in, in, in after his resurrection, before his ascension, Luke 24, the end of chapter 24, he says, everything written concerning me in the Torah and the Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be, the law prophets writing, must be fulfilled. That's the division of the Hebrew Bible, by the way, Torah, Navim, Ketubim, law prophets writings. It's the way it should be, you know, in the Tanakh, the scriptures, the Old Testament. The, the, um, and he says, uh, concerning me, he says, must be fulfilled. And he says to them, so it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the removal of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to the nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses, witnesses of these things. Then Acts 1.8, it's quoted again just before his ascension. He says, you will be my, let's say it, witnesses. Great, witnesses. Where? Jerusalem. Toughest place. Toughest place first. Where he was rejected, where he was crucified. Tough. Start where it's toughest. Don't start in the easiest place. Start right where it's toughest. Right where there's rejection, right where... People are going to make fun of you. People are going to maybe mock you. People are going to, you know, uh, spurn you. you know, maybe, maybe that's what, that's okay. You start right where, and you're going to turn it around. You're going to turn it around. Watch me, watch your turn. You'll be my witnesses, Jerusalem. But wait a minute, don't stop there. Judea, Samaria, keep going. Yeah, as far as you can go to the uttermost parts of the earth, the ends of the earth, just keep going, keep going. This is what he says, Yeshua told them to do. This is what we're called to do. But start there. Now, we start where we are, all right? Where we live, where we work, where we shop, where we play. Jerusalem, in the toughest neighborhood. We start, but that's where we, and that's where we see it through. Uh, let us, let all know that he won. He won. He was resurrected. He won. And we keep going. Until everybody has heard about it, I uh, the other night I, I, I after I played pickleball, <laughs> sorry I always bring it up, but uh, I played and I went to get I was had to get something to eat and I went to a, and behind this guy it was a, a really good healthy place by called uh, Core Life, um, and it was a sa- you order salad and everything and there's and and I'm I'm, I'm wanting to get home it's late I'm tired I've got it stuff I'm going to be up all probably studying for a long time. And I, I get, I'm, and this guy's in front, in front of me with his children, and they're ordering, and it, no one else hardly really there. It's, and he's taking, it's taking time and long and ordering, and I'm, and I'm getting irritated, and I'm start pacing back, and forth, like, oh, come on, come on, you know, and, like, and uh, I'm just not a patient person, and so I'm going, I so said, I'll go get some water while I'm waiting. Okay, okay, he's still waiting. I said, can't someone else take me here, you know, like, so, but there, but anyway, so finally, and he turns to me and says, oh, oh, you are, you haven't ordered yet? <laughs> no, I haven't ordered yet. Um, he says, but anyway, so then we start talking um, as he's paying at the cashier, cashier and, uh, and um, I said, uh, I, I heard him say something about, this is one, looks like this is the only place I'll be eating hardly because it's so healthy and I've been looking for a healthy place. We just moved here. So I said, oh, so you just moved. And then we started a conversation. They just moved last night from South, from Fort Lauderdale, South Florida area. I said, oh, my son lives there. And I'm wearing a Krav Maga shirt, and so he says, after I changed, after playing an uh, Israeli shirt, and he says, uh, oh, I says, by the way, he says, oh, um, we don't, you know, wh- what synagogue do you go to? He says, I'm, I, you know, we just moved here, I'll be looking for a synagogue. 
for my family. <laughs> I said, uh, well, I don't go to one. I don't, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for sin. No, I said, no. I, so anyway, we started talking and um, ended up, uh, of course, I repented in my heart. God, forgive me for, <laughs> for being. But, um, uh, you know, he's, so we, we start talking, and um, I can't remember all that transpired, but different things. Yeah, he, he, very interesting guy. Anyway, he ends up, I, we, we exchanged con- contact info, and I, we texted later in that night, sends me pictures of the house they're, they're building. They're, it's a beautiful house. It's all being finished, and um, all that's going on, and sending me videos and pictures of the house and all this stuff, and, and uh, hopefully we'll, you know, they'll be coming visiting soon. Uh, and checked out our site, website, and everything. So all opportunities come, you know, but... <clears throat> uh, Back to the Shema, you know, to the Jewish person, it's a confession of being a Jew and of Judaism. Understand that as, as a, if you're a Christian today. It's in contrast to being a Christian, to a Jewish person, to belief in Jesus. Now, listen closely. Understand if you're a Christian and weren't raised Jewish and you don't understand how Jewish people think to this. It's a confession to Jewish people. It means of monotheism versus a trinity of three gods. Do you, anyone here believe in three gods? But Jewish people don't understand what Christians believe. They kind of think you do maybe believe in three gods. There was a Jewish man, here's a little, there was a Jewish man who was crossing the street and he's hit by a car and a, well, and, and he's, and a well-meaning priest runs over to him and he leans over him uh, and he says, do you believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost? And the, the Jewish man looks up and says, I'm, I'm lying here dying, and this man's asking me riddles. <laughs> and I've used that illustration before to explain. This is how Jewish people perceive Christianity many times. You know, they think that they, they don't understand. They think somehow you believe in three gods, you know. A father, a son, and a holy ghost. No. And we know that's a mistranslation. In the, that's a mistranslation of spirit, as we know. But uh, old King James language, right? Um, <clears throat> but you need to understand that uh, this, is, this is what they're seeing and hearing. Now, Adonai is a substitute. Just a little teaching here. Uh, is a substitute for the... Tetragrammaton, the four-letter name of God that we are not sure how it was originally pronounced. It's not forbidden to pronounce it, but we don't know how it was pronounced. Whether it was Yahweh or Yahweh, you know, Yahweh, you know, we don't know. Or Yahweh, we don't know. The vowels were not in the original. Uh, the, or the original was without vowels. So uh, Adonai is a substitute for yud Hey, vav Hey, Y-H-W-H, we'll just say, Sometimes wrongly pronounced, wrongly pronounced as either Jehovah or Yahweh. While the Bible does not forbid pronouncing the name, Jewish tradition has considered it taboo since ancient times. Supposedly, only the high priest could speak the name and only on, you know which day? Yom Kippur, right, the holiest day of the year, and only on the, in the holiest place of the temple's innermost chamber, in which point at which point all outside would fall on their faces. At some point over 2,000 years ago, the decision was made to substitute the name Adonai, which literally means my Lord, for this name, and also 
now is oftentimes substituted Hashem, which simply means, what's Hashem mean? The name. So we're just we're showing respect, saying the name, instead of pronouncing yud Hey. So what then is the meaning of God's name, yud Hey vav Hey? Well, it really, most believe we, it's the word, the idea of being. It's a conflation of the tenses of the Hebrew verb to be. Uh, I can't, I wish I could write out H-Y-H, like, like uh, would be translated was or is, H, well, is, was, is, and will be. Uh, together they form was, is, will be. The one who is beyond all time and space, the eternal, God. When God proclaimed his name to Moses from the burning bush, remember, in Exodus 3.14, what did he say? Asher, uh, uh, yeah, asher, yeah. I will be, it literally would be, I will be who I will be. I shall be who I shall be, he said to Moses. So he's the eternal one. He's the one. So it's amazing, God's name. This is the, this is, so we believe this is the, what the name comes from. This is who God's name is. Now, when we speak of God's name, we are proclaiming to all that the one we serve is beyond all time and space. He's unlimited. He was before me. He will be after me. And he's with me now. Revelation 1, 4, and 8, from him who is and who was and who is to come. He, he declares the end from the beginning. Don't you love that in Isaiah 46, 10? Psalm 139, O oh Lord, you've searched me and known me. You know my downsitting, my uprising. You understand my thoughts afar off. You comprehend my path, my lying down. You're acquainted with all my ways. Where can I, isn't this amazing? You, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Boy, God knows everyone. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's every, uh, and he's omnipotent. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will guide me. That's all in Psalm. What Psalm? 139. Write it down. 139, right? Look it up later and pray it. So, uh, Job 38, verse 2 and 4 say, Who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Where were you, God says, when I laid the foundations of the earth? Isaiah chapter 40, Behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket and count as a speck of dust on the scales. To whom then will you liken God? To what will you liken? Will you... What likeness will you compare him? He sits above the circle of the earth. Its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the skies like a curtain, spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. Uh, have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the eternal God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow tired or weary, his understanding unsearchable. He gives strength to the weary and to the one without vigor, he adds might. Isaiah chapter 40, amazing passage on who God is. Romans 8 says, What shall we say to, in, in view of these things of God's force? Who could be against us? He who didn't spare his son but gave him up for us all, how will he not free, freely give us all things? And 1 Timothy 1.17, one more. Now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Yes, amen. So, this is amazing. What about those so, who want to use the name Yahweh? Well, let me just say, please, just lovingly let me say, please, not in our house. Respect our home. 
We wish to be a witness to our people, not a turnoff. Uh, and, and we don't have the problem here, but we're just explaining it. You know, number one, you're wrong. Higher Jewish, higher Jewish scholarship rejects that pronunciation as definitive. We don't know the correct vowel markings. Number two, it's disrespectful. You wouldn't walk into a wedding in a bathing suit. Um, I guess that's an analogy. That's what I could think of. Uh, or, or you wouldn't correct a native Russian or Chinese speaker in their language when it's not your native tongue, right? Um, I understand that you may be used to hearing and using it in your religious circles. But be open to relearning, to further education, and to sacrifice your preference for love's sake. So that's all. And I'm really speaking more to probably people that are watching, not people that are here. As Messianic Jews, we believe the Shema is a clear statement to the unity of God. He is Echad, a composite unity, not Yahid, an indivisible singularity. He is Adonai Eloheinu Adonai, God three times, three, yet one. A mystery, a uniplurality. I believe that was Dan Juster's first coined the phrase. Yeshua clearly affirmed it to be the most important commandment when, it says in Mark chapter 12, one of the Torah scholars came and heard them debating, seeing that Yeshua, this is Mark 12, verses 28 through 30, seeing that Yeshua had answered them well, he answered, asked them, which commandment is first of all? Yeshua answered, the first is, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. And then he continued, and you shall love the Lord your God, Adonai your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. So consider it one part of the same commandment, the Ahavta. And that's verse 5 of chapter 6 of Deuteronomy, where we are. All your heart, all your soul, all your strength, giving myself entirely to him. What does that mean? My beloved is mine, and I am his. I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine. I am my beloved's, and his desire is for me. Those are three verses I remember reading that from Watchman Nee years ago. I like that in, his one, in the book he had. A little prog a progression from being, uh, he belongs to me and I'm his, to I belong to him and he belongs to me, to I'm totally his. It's all him. It's all him. 2, 6, 6, 3, and 7, 10. With all my core, that's the heart, with all my soul, my life, my intellect, heart, lev is core, and central core, my soul could be my life and my intellect, all these things. With my very, my, the, the, the ma'od is the translated strength here. It's really my, let's say ma'od, ma'od, my very. It's like tov ma'od, very good, right? It's my every, my very, my, it's my oomph. It's, it's the rabbis considered it my wealth, my, my, uh, my, my, my property, my wealth as well, you know. So not 10%, not 50%, there's nothing exempted. My central core, my mind, my emotions, my resources, my passions, my dreams, my desires, my hopes, my fears, my anxieties. Love him with everything. My ambitions, my frustrations. Love him. Love him. With all of it. With all, in all of it. 
No exemptions. No exceptions. We are people of passion, folks, uh, and a people of devotion. That's who we are to the death, to the death. You are extraordinary. You are different. We are a radical remnant. We are not a mediocre majority. Amen? Yeah. We hold forth the word of life. Hold forth the word of life to others. That's who we are we, 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 in, in Philippians 2, 15 and 16. And uh, praise the Lord. And then he says in verse 6, These words which I am commanding you today are to be on your heart. And he says... In other words, so put my, God's word in my heart, in my center. Your word have I hidden in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Psalm 119.11. Or Proverbs 2.1. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commandments within you. Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Messiah dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. I'm thankful for Bible college when I first went, when God called me to leave. Free ed- I had free university education, which is... Which, you know, is great, and go, you know, educate, you learn, and learn, and study, and go, and do whatever, and, and pursue what God, you know, any opportunity you have, but God clearly told me at this point to leave and study the Word of God, and I did it, and I'm glad for the discipline I took to hide the Word of God in my heart, to learn to do that, and spend hours studying the Word of God, memorizing, putting Scripture, writing it down, you know, many nights, many nights in doing it. I'm thankful, you know, those, those days. Hide it in your heart, because it'll keep you. It'll keep you. It's how Yeshua battled the enemy, right? In Matthew 4, he said, it is written. When Satan came to and offered himself, he said, it is written. That was what overcame. That was what battled uh, the, one each time. That's how he, he, if he needed it, we needed it. Um, and Joshua 1.8 said, this book of the Torah will not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in day and night. Uh, so you are to teach, verse uh, 7 says, you're to teach them, and this word shanan in Hebrew means to sharpen, to focus. Teach them diligently to your children. Teach the God's words diligently to, to, so it'll sharpen your mind, God's word. And, uh, and so that's what he says to do. And speak of them when you sit in your house. When? When you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. And now, Supposedly, this word to speak has to do with also modern, in modern Hebrew with coding and decoding in technical, technological language. So it's the idea of to teach my children, speak about the word of God whenever and wherever, inside, outside, bedtime, waking up, discuss, discuss God's word. Take it opportunity to do it. And... Uh, <clears throat> I know about. I don't know about you, but sometimes you know I I fail at that, uh, and you know sometimes I fail. Say God, forgive me for my my thought going was something I watched uh, watched a late night something on television uh, before I went to sleep, or something I or watched on my something on my cell phone, or, or checked out social media before I went to sleep, rather than the scripture, you know, put, put the the word of God, you know, the last thought. So I have to repent of it. Bind them as a sign on your hand, verse 8. Verse 8, bind them as a sign on your hand. They are to be as frontlets between your eyes. Make it, in other words, make it visible on my hand. Maybe it's what I do as well. On my mind, what I think. In modern Judaism, tefillin, of course, is used. And um, phylacteries. Uh, at least 
the second century BCE, it's found, these are found, tefillin is found, they're phylacteries in, in Qumran. Um, and later they were enclosed, later they were found, they were enclosed in leather cases. Uh, prior to that, possibly inscribed on silver metal, silver metal, uh, but visible, visible outwardly. Um, so, then in verse 9, write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So, visible on my home entrance, where I live. The mezuzah. Mezuzah. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but just in your heart. How many have a mezuzah? Don't raise your hand. How many have a mezuzah on your home? You know, it's a good thing. You put a mezuzah on your home. Put the, the word of God. That's the way it's done today. You put parchment, the Torah scroll, the, the Torah, the Shema, you know, is written in parchment inside. You have to, you know, you can order it and buy it. Now, but biblically, of course, it was times where it was literally, you could see it written. It wasn't inside. It was outside. I remember when I, my first year in my dorm room at college, I put scripture all over my door. I was, again, pretty crazy then, and my roommate didn't like it too much, you know, but I put scripture all over my door. But, but you know, but it, today mezuzahs are used. Um, and, uh, you know, but the whole idea is hearts, tongues, hands, heads, homes. We're crazy people, aren't we? Israel's not, Israel is, God says, you're not going to please everybody. You're not trying to please everybody. You're pleasing me. You're, you're, you belong to me. You belong to me. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The prophet Zechariah foresees the Lord will be king over all the earth. In that day, the Lord will be Echad and his name Echad, his name one. We are, when we live out our radical devotion of love for our God, we testify to him being the one and only. Is there anyone like him? His awesomeness, his mercy and grace and power and greatness and holiness and love and wisdom. Uh, there's no one like him. Uh, he's the first and the last. There's, God says, is there anyone like me in Isaiah 44 and 45 and 46? There's no one me. You are my witnesses. You are my witnesses. There's none like me. Uh, you can read, there's many verses in Isaiah 44, 45, and 46 where God keeps saying, there's no other God like me. So we are, in conclusion, we are his witness people. Ed, Ed, we are his witness people. We're called to disseminate the word of God. Uh, he's entrusted in 2 Corinthians 5, 19 and 20, the message of reconciliation to us. We're his ambassadors. We are marked. We are marked. We are to be, to embody, to carry, to communicate, to elevate uh, our, on our hearts, with our tongues, with our hands, our heads, our homes, in our homes, uh, with all, with the totality of our hearts, being emotion and resources, his witness people, who he is. Father, we thank you and praise you for this passage, Lord, about Israel today and, and, and how it applies to us as your witness people, Lord, today. Lord, you have called us as your witnesses. You've called us to belong to you, to embody you, to, be a, to represent you, Lord, no, there's no one here, none of us that are less deserving than each one of us here. <laughs> there's none less deserving than me, or and we can each say each say that of me. So we, but we thank you, Lord, that you called us and selected us in your grace, in your mercy. And Paul, if Paul could say, "I'm the chief of sinners," I'm the worst. Greek word protos. I'm the 
first, the worst. We could say it too. But we thank you, Lord, that we represent you by your grace and your plan to use us. Help us to be your witness people, Lord, and let no one stop us, Lord. Uh, And as, uh, again, that initial quote by Albert Einstein, against every great and noble endeavor are a thousand mediocre minds. We thank you, Lord, that we have that great endeavor to bring you to be your witnesses. Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. I know we. Yevarechacha Adonai v'yishmorecha Ya'er Adonai panavelecha v'yichunecha Yisa Adonai panavelecha v'yisem lecha shalom V'shem Yeshua HaMashiach Sar HaShalom May the Lord bless you and keep you The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, the ruler of peace. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.